It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I forgot to say my name. <laughs> I'm Clarabel A. Ortega. And I'm Ryan LaSala. And we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Just doing our fucking best every goddamn day <laughs> as we struggle through Candy- oh God, Candle and Kylie Jenner's The Story of Lex and Livia, Rebels, City of Indra. And we have got a... <laughs> action-packed episode before us but before we get to that hot queens first of all it's been so lovely seeing so many of you out in the wild just want to say if you come up to us at events and introduce yourself as a hot queen a listener of the podcast we love it we text each other right away and second of all if you would like to follow us on social media individually you can find all of our socials in the show notes and the podcast socials as well but also you'll find a link to our discord where all of our listeners love to hang out and make memes and fan art and uh, generally do really chaotic things. Sometimes I check it and sometimes I scream. Uh, and we're in there as well, too. So um, recently I was really uh, actually I had like a touching moment in there, Clarabelle, that you were part of as well, where someone was talking about getting some rejections on a story that they wrote. And I yeah. was so like heartened to see people like popping in to like give them love so our discord has turned into such a special place so if you're a listener and you want more of us more of the community that we're building uh find the link in our show notes yeah it, it, that was such a sweet moment and so you would nice. think that we're just i mean we are all a mess but like mm. we're also like like a supportive sweet community just a little weird also yeah and you should be so lucky mm, you should anyways I've heard that about you. (laughs) How are you, Angel? What's going on in your world? It's so good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you, too. Um, Everything's been good. I just got my production schedule for Witchlings 3, which is very exciting. Baby. I found out that it's most likely coming out in October of next year, which is so perfect and great. And Mm -hmm. hopefully that is like, like it stays that way because um, I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like October is the perfect month for Witchlings to come out, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And 
I've just been working on those revisions and a few revisions on my young adult and also packing because I am moving in like less than three weeks. So, oh my God, what a schedule? I mean, how do you even like prioritize all of that? Like, where do you even start every day? I try to keep my daytimes to book related stuff if I can. Mm-hmm. There are some days where I can't focus. And so I'm taking advantage of those moments to sort of like pack when I can't focus. I'll be like, OK, I'm obviously not getting any writing done right now. Mm-hmm. Might as well pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the days that I do get a lot of writing done during the day, I'll pack at night. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest with you, like, you know, my apartment, it is very small. Mm-hmm. And most things have already been packed or are already sort of like in boxes or um mm-hmm. kind of like storage bins anyway like under my bed or on like the top part of my closet so and david my partner he got a lot of packing done while i was away in korea as mm. well so um we we really don't have a lot to pack the bigger job is going to be ordering all of the things for our new place because mm-hmm. i'm going from like a small one bedroom to like a two floor three bedroom two and a half bath and I have no furniture. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So that is, but we made a list and like of all the stuff we're getting and what we have to get for each room. And if there's one thing I can do, it's shop. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. Um, yeah. Take control. Shop. Yeah. And I shall. And I just got the coolest TV for my office. And I'm just so excited. Do you know those TVs that are like art? Yeah. It just looks like art with a frame, and then you turn it on, and suddenly it's actually a television, but you uh-huh. can't tell at first yeah. glance. I got one of those. <gasps> what kind of art are you going to put on it? Is it going to be me? It's going to mostly be you, okay. but also art of my books, depending Ooh, on like my cool. mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to just put different things up there, probably funny things as well, just mm-hmm. depending on what I feel like, because you can just change it whenever you want. But I love the idea of people being like this is my office and people being like oh my god that art and i'd be like actually it's netflix <laughs> yeah wait listeners i don't know if you're hearing what i'm hearing but this is an opportunity i think clarabelle would love some really incredible fan art to oh put god, up yes. in their future Send office it. yes Send it. yes <laughs> a contest where if you win i put your fan up oh it's like the galloping horse art but it's like all veda with her vr headset on we should have a contest. Oh, oh God. Give us the oh. dimensions once you have them. And I want to see what people make. I'm very excited. I'm, I, I'm, my office is going to be like my dream office. Like I'm going to have a walking pad, a standing desk, like, mm-hmm. like pink and white and gold and like cute. It's going to look like a, like a fancy candy. That's what I want it to look like. literally describing the background of our meeting right now. Yeah. I'm Basically. making Kylie's office. Kylie's office. I don't know if people know this, but Clarabelle. The virtual background Clarabelle uses when we record is Kylie Jenner's like office or something close. To, I don't even know what it is. It looks it feels unreal. like a basement. I'm in a it, basement. It's yeah. It looks basementy. I'm like loving that her office is in a basement. There's no windows. There's my, one big there's... TV, and on it is <laughs> it's my is, favorite part. Yeah, on it is uh, Chris Jenner actually talking to Kylie. Yeah, it's actually six TVs all merged together. It's like mm. one of those like multi TV monitors and yeah. It's, it's Chris Jenner. <laughs> that makes sense. It is so funny. I just, I just really love this background. Um, I do. But yeah, think Chris Jenner has read this book. By the way, I was thinking about this earlier. I do think she's read it. I mean, 
she must have. She I, she's so in control and she's so like aware of like all the the, the business things going on in that family that I guarantee of the, anybody in that family she's the one person that read this book. Yeah, I just feel like she wouldn't not like consume something that's going to be put out. That's like yeah, right. You know, like she I I agree with you for sure. Like I think she approved it. She probably Chris- wrote portions of it too. Chris, if you're listening and you want to come on the podcast, like, oh my god, anytime the, we'd truly? love to pick pick your yeah. brain about business because you're the governess of yes. business. Yes, oh my god, true. <laughs> yeah, this is the only one that I want to hear from is her. <laughs> like, she's the one that I want to talk to most. Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. I've also been listening to a lot of like wellness podcasts. And I found this one by this Australian girl who's so funny because the whole time she's just like, all right, you fucking cunt. (laughs) This is what we're going to do today. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) She's just cursing at me the whole time. And I've realized that having beautiful women yell at me is like a really effective way to get me to do stuff. I love that. Oh, my God. That's probably that's why you love me. Mm. 100%. Beautiful. 100%. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> that sounds good, though. I'm on a wellness podcast. I haven't listened to anything real or interesting recently. I have. I've been listening to the Head on Fire podcast, which a friend of mine hosts, um, Don. A lot of people know him from, like, TikTok, but that was interesting. Oh, I yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, I, he's I, really I've, sweet. Mm. He did one recently with, like, one of the last, like, big art critics. It's, like, this, like, dying breed of, like, critique. And that was really interesting, too, hearing from, like, a critic about, like, why they do what they do like why they're able to do it and how their critique is differentiated from like everybody else's like what sort of that Mm. separation is Uh, that is interesting that was really cool yeah so i've been i like listen to that because there there's some good combos on that podcast oh i was at anime nyc this past weekend that's like a huge Mm. anime convention in new york so i was like why am i so tired it's oh it's because all weekend for the past couple of weekends i've been doing like like i had y'all fest last weekend and then, like, a busy week, and then, like, Anime NYC was, like, this weekend, which I know was, like, leisure, but it's, like, very active, like, con leisure. So you're, like, walking Still around. Still tiring. So sweaty, tiring. Sweaty. Yeah. Lots of people. Oh, my God. Tons of people. Um, So that was all weekend. And my friends, like, we'll also, like, book in it. Like, we'll get, like, dinners and stuff on, like, the evenings, which is really nice, too. Um, But I only dressed up one day. I was only Sailor Moon on Saturday, which was a big success. So that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. But then I didn't do anything on Sunday, which is also really nice. Just, like, walk around in, like, comfy clothes and just Mm. buy stupid, you know, backpacks that look like cats, which I did. Oh, wait. Hold on. You want to see my cute little cat backpack? Of course I do. Oh, my God. You're going to love it. It's not our usual color scheme. So, hold on. Let me buckle it. I want to give you the full presentation. It's not our usual color scheme. I'm going for more, like earthy tones but look at this little backpack <gasps> oh i love it isn't this so that cute? is super cute and then super super i cute. bought a little keychain it's a puffer fish and he's saying okay i love it <laughs> so I, when i fly to ohio oh by the way right after this everybody i have to jump on a jet to ohio can you imagine what have i done wrong to, wow <laughs> to be punished like this but not that ohio is the worst thing it's what is worst thing is having to do like a late night trip to Ohio. Like I'm doing all this stuff today and then I have to like get sucked up into a jet blue flight to Ohio. Why are you going to Ohio? So NCTE is the, um, what does oh, that stand for? It. NCTE, like national something teachers and conference educators. Conference of educator. Yeah. Something, something like, like, that. like that. Yeah. It's like, te- it's a teaching conference. So for anyone who like wants some behind the scenes stuff, a lot of what Clarabelle and I do when we're traveling for our publishing like careers is it's not necessarily like 
book events, like, you know, like a signing. It's like these big conventions of like librarians or English teachers or basically like gatekeepers in book world. And we're put into situations where like we're presenting to them or we're like schmoozing. And it's sort of like it's very, it's very like Katniss Everdeen at the Capitol, right? Like they sort of like bring us and like they're like, all right, like smile big, like put on a show and be like, you know, and then we do sign a bunch of books and stuff like that, too. Uh, so a lot of the travel that you see like authors doing is not necessarily like reader facing, yeah. uh, especially in like YA and especially in like middle grade and like children's books. So this weekend, not this weekend, I guess it's Monday. I'm going to the later half of NCTE, which is actually Alan, A-L-A-N, its own separate thing, part of NCTE, though. And I'm going to be in conversation with another author with, like, a big crowd attending. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it. But it is it always feels a little silly to be, like, flown across the states to, like, a hotel to then get up, like, have one thing, like, one 40-minute conversation, and then you, like, go I know. That, it's a little bit like the worst like I kind of mm-hmm. like if there's like at least like a nighttime event like the day before something. or some sort of like dinner or something so it feels mm-hmm. a little bit more worth it mm-hmm. but when you're doing just like one panel like you're like was this like worth the anxiety tax of like me <laughs> right. flying and doing all of this but you actually never know if it's worth it and like that's the thing right oh because my God, like yeah sometimes there could be someone in that room who could like give you a life-changing opportunity mm-hmm. and so like those kinds of events also it's not that everybody gets invited to them Truly. so like we i neither of us say yes to everything but i think that like we're strategic and that like if you do get invited to something that is like important like an mm-hmm. ncte or allen adjacent mm-hmm. event you'll go because it's you you don't have a guarantee that your next book is going to be like you getting invited to these things. Truly, oh no, yeah, and that's like that's why I used to say yes to everything because I was like, oh my god, if I don't like these invitations, right. they're gonna they're gonna dry up. And now I'm being a little bit more strict with myself in terms of like being honest about like what I can and can't do. And in this yeah. situation, the only reason that this is such a short trip, I guarantee I probably would have been flown out a little bit sooner and maybe done like a few of the other events. But I specifically asked if I could take this weekend off from travel because I've been doing so much of it and I wanted to go to Anime NYC yeah. uh, which I know sounds like so silly but like you know when it doesn't wait it doesn't uh, sound not, silly. not to you but I'm saying like just to people in general that like I know a lot of I know that if I heard myself say this a few years ago I'd be like that's crazy like you're you know you're not doing you know an author event because you want to go to an anime convention but now a few years in I've done enough of these things that I feel like I, I get to I get to set a little bit of like a limit for myself too and to be honest like it's not like there would have been a ton of other programming that i'm missing out on because mm-hmm. i decided to go to anime nyc but i know it's it's such a weird thing to be like having these like internal meetings with myself being like all right like what are we doing this season like what can we afford to do and what like what are we saying no to well i think the longer i'm in publishing the more i realize that like so much of what makes a successful author mm once you're in it is strategy yeah like so much of it is like figuring out like what is worth your time what's not worth your time like how to plan out sort of like what events to go to what not to go to um Mm -hmm. what books to work on versus not like all of those things 
can be really hard to like sort of figure out like what is the best use of your time but Mm -hmm. it's important not to just throw yourself at everything because we have limits as human beings right Mm -hmm. like we can't possibly do everything we do get burned out and as i've been like listening to other like writing related podcasts and sort of seeing the struggle that like Mm -hmm. some other authors have gone through i realized a lot of it came down to like not like obviously a lot of it is just like luck but a lot of it is also strategy Mm, yeah kind of like throwing yourself at like every project that comes your way and like quitting your job too early and like all of these things really affect the decisions that you make later on in your career and like what you're forced to take on later on in your career Mm. and i think we're in a position of like privilege and being able to turn stuff down because we've been smart about strategy and we haven't been afraid to be like Oh my god, I feel like everything's going to shit. Like I need to regroup and like talking to our teams, talking to each other, yeah. talking oh, to yeah. our group chat about like what am I doing wrong and how can I make this better? And I think that is like something that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to author careers. Yeah. Um but like think about it. Like we get invited to stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we didn't, then we would absolutely still be in the i have to say yes to everything train but now Truly. we're just like oh we'll get invited to something again like yeah. I, i'm i'm strategic about like what i say yes to what i say no to but i also have the luxury of being like not this time yeah so so true and like you would never know this listening to our podcast or maybe you would i feel like most of our listeners who are like listen every week do know this by now but like you just like tuned in you think that we were complete idiots but we're not like we actually <laughs> well are <very> strategic. <laughs> yeah well you're right got us <laughs> but yeah i think that a lot more um strategy goes into a lot of these things than people like to even show like i know many strategic authors that when you look at their content you would think that they were just famous babies they're always like, I don't know how this happened. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? And I'm like, yeah, that like plays well with a lot of the people that like to believe in the like dream and the fantasy of just like, you know, all it takes is talent and the dream, right? Like that's kind of the fantasy for a lot of authors. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is even those people, even the uwu famous baby authors, they're shrewd motherfuckers. They're They're probably people. the shrewdest ones because they're, they, yeah. they're doing that on purpose. Yeah, they they're making this like psychopathic it. decision to always present <laughs> this like, I'm so surprised to see my book at Target. It's like, <laughs> bitch, you knew the buy-in numbers for Target. You got that email months ago. I know how this works, but here you are in a fucking cunty outfit in a Target with a camera ready beat Work, on bitch. your face. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm on to you. But, but you know, that's like part of the, the shtick too. So anyways, we're a lot smarter than people give us credit for just because we're so hot. And that's just, what yeah. I wanted to say, actually. Just because <laughs> our tits are so big doesn't yeah. mean our brains aren't also so big. And we're going to prove it. Let's hit the music. Let's get to the chapter. <laughs> hit it. There's no music. <laughs> not like other girls. Okay. Jeez. Not like other girls. We haven't used that song in so long. Today's episode is chapter 17. Olivia? For now. Oh my God. So if you're reading the hardcover version of this or like a physical version of the book, you open this chapter and something that we have never seen in this book has occurred. Livia starts it off, but then Lex takes over. And it's they... that way in the ebook too. Oh, is it? You can see mm-hmm. it? Oh, yeah. So it's like this toggle between them. And we've never had a chapter sharing point of view. But of course, now they're like face to face for the first time. So we're we're about to 
get into it. So I'm about to get into it. Okay, so this, which is a real struggle, because I still can't really tell these girls apart that easily. And this chapter was really confusing for me. I could I not. Have, I I have a note for that okay. specific thing yeah. that you just said. All of a sudden, Livia is talking like she's on Bridgerton. Oh like, my god! Yes, yes. Oh my god! I, this was crazy. But it only like it's it goes in and out because like. That's how it's been. She's talked almost exactly like Lex for most of the book. But in yes. this one, it's like more pronounced, like just how like hoity-toity she sounds. Mm-hmm. But it com- it feels so out of nowhere. I was like, who is this British bitch? Like, <laughs> Yes, they turned her, her hoity-toity dial turned to 11. This oh my God, chapter. all the way up. She yes. was like, give me all the hoity-toity, put it in the cart, I'm checking it out, yeah, out she right put, now. She put, like, she was putting doilies on everything. She put a coaster on her legs. Like, that's I've heard doing. her dress is made of doily. That's what I heard. Yes. Oh, my God. I heard that she performs as doily part in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to pee myself. So, um, guys, I have to go to Ohio. We have to get going. Oh, my God. So, listen. Oh. Listen, I shut up. I missed my flight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why? Yeah, Ryan, how come you didn't go to Ohio? Oh, I was too busy talking sweating about through my shirt. <laughs> talking about toilet park. <laughs> okay, so listen. Listen, motherfuckers. So, like, the last thing that happened was, like, Lex put Livia into, like, a chokehold. Like, that's where we left off. And Livia spends the first, like, few paragraphs of her section being, like, describing... <laughs> Like, like, there's no acknowledgement that, like, she's, like, literally being choked to death. She's like, what do we have here? Ooh, a girl, clearly from the gutter. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, 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 guys. If your character is being choked, the most immediate thing to them is the fact that they can't breathe. It's not, yeah. like, taking in the visual cues around them. But, no, she's like, oh, this person with such a unique appearance is choking me. Unique, first of all. <laughs> How come they you don't think? know that they're twins? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but like, do they not know? I don't know. They 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 are unable to recognize the similarities between the two of them, at least but for they, now. But they do recognize that they're hot. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. She. She's like. She's like. She is scandalous. She is wearing a shiny black outfit. <laughs> I like the sign. Stealth is surely not her priority. And I'm like, finally, someone's giving her the feedback she needs. <laughs> Drag her, bitch. Worst Drag spy her. in the world. <laughs> She's there's a uh, mention of her untamed hair, um, and then this was crazy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, she's like Livia describing Lex is like, I don't think she's gotten any work done, but I do suspect she's gotten a chest enhancement. <laughs> so. I highlighted that too. I'm like yeah. big titty confirmation. <laughs> big, t- <laughs> not the big titty confirmation, but oh yeah. God. Why is she, like we haven't heard about. Lex's huge tits yet. Like, this is Ever the first lost of- opportunity. Like, <laughs> hello, we need to know if she is governess coded or not. Yeah, so I would have been a bigger fan. Uh, yeah, this would have, yeah, suddenly a lot, voices a lot of voices for big titties. Stop. No, please not own voices for, for Busty. Uh, for staff. There's a line that is like, I mean, everything about the chapter is confusing, but there is a line where she's like, I feel her confusion and fear and focus, but her loyalty is powerful enough to kill for. What is she talking about? Like, how does she know she's, that? Um, she's psychic. She's horse psychic. Her loyal. Oh, oh, that's right. Doesn't she feel things? I forgot she's about that. She's horse psychic. Yeah. So she's feeling right. that. I think she's. <laughs> 
Did you just go, yes? No, I pointed at you and I said, you're right. Yeah. So it's her like horse psychic powers telling her that like this person's angry with her. Who's choking her? I love the idea. Like as an empath, I can tell that you're upset with me because you're literally choking me to death. Yeah. But she Mm. senses that the the core of her anger is like loyalty, which is again loyalty, not an emotion, but that's okay. She's got basically like light telepathy is how I see it. Yeah, and then she so Livy, uh, Lex tries to say something like through clenched teeth or whatever. Yeah, and um, Livia is like, "Excuse me, <laughs> oh my god, but might you speak up? I'm having a rather difficult time understanding you." She has not gone to elocution class. <laughs> like she the whole chapter is yes. like that. Oh god, this is scandalous for fitting shiny black. <laughs> is surely not her priority. She's literally turned into Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. Like, she's like... Mm. Seriously. Yeah, so she she's like, excuse me. Yeah, but my use of that, that I was like, stop, please. Um, Lex is like, put away that sword. She's like, absolutely not. And they start to, like, get into it, but... I did like that. Livia's chapter ends as she's like, you might attempt a rational conversation, but then, like, Lex just punches her <laughs> and it yeah. switches to lex's chapter and lex is what's like a, what's oh, a pacifier i was I about forgot. to ask about this so they're basically like riot rods so the first line of lex's chapter is my pacifiers shut up island girl quick which is a crazy first line to start your chapter on because i don't remember what a pacifier is and i also know what a pacifier is in my world you put it in a baby's mouth baby's it's like mouth. a pinky <laughs> So yeah, I was that's like, what I thought. I was like giggling because I was like, did she really just like reach over and put a binky in Livia's mouth? No, it's a it's like a electric cattle prod is basically what she's fighting with. Those are that's what a pacifier is. But like we can have a zing, a zinger. We can have all all manner of nonsense in this book. But you couldn't think of another word for a, a, a electric rod. But anyhow, that's what she's using. She's fighting with these like riot rods um, against a sword, mind you. And it doesn't work. The sword just, like, cuts them in half. I I found that, like, a really bad choice of word for a weapon as well. I was very confused. Yeah. At some point, Livia, Alex, yells at the sword. Mm. Oh, she tells the sword to shut up. She says, shut up, I yell. I can't believe I yelled at a sword. Mm -hmm. That's uh, verbatim. They keep (laughs) fighting back and forth. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. There's something that we skipped, which was, this. Is, I just want to point this out. There's like, in addition to this whole chapter being dedicated to like girl on girl fighting, um, which, you know what? Honestly, I love the girl fights in movies. Like when it's like this bitch versus that bitch. Like I'm like, that's fun. You know, as like a little gay kid, I always liked it when the girls in like James Bond films got to like, you know, go at it because um, their fight scenes were better and they got to do like acrobatics anyhow mm. neither here nor there what i wanted to point out though is that lex to herself is like damn this girl's good at fighting like of course casina didn't worry like didn't warn me about this tricks on tricks casina's so tricky and i'm like what are you talking about casina we were there for that conversation mind you casina never was like a go beat up this girl and you yep. did this like remember you flew out of the ground found her immediately and attacked her no one told you to do this so why would anyone have given you any preparation to do this and you still are finding the time mid-fight to blame Casina for this for yeah. being tricky and vindictive this is not vindictive this is you're being crazy yeah your plan was fucking stupid as a matter <laughs> of fact I will once again 
beat this dead horse that Casina gave her the information she needed, which is that her father <laughs> yes, right, is heavily involved yeah. with Livia. Mm-hmm. And he definitely has intel that this young girl who was an assassination uh, victim almost right. Right. doesn't. And mm-hmm. so it's her fault for coming up with a stupid plan. She's very like keeps putting her foot in everything and then like blaming everybody else around her so yeah, yeah. And, and you know and that's why you're up in this island yelling at a sword i hope mm-hmm. you i hope you're embarrassed welcome to clown college clown yeah. clown you honk honk <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's yelling and she's surprised though because like obviously this girl's not going down without a fight. Like she's really like she's like kind of holding her own in this. Right. Uh, and so she's like, wow, this girl's like full of surprises. But she's like, but I'm full of surprises too. Like, remember, like, I'm like PCF's finest. Like a she's she's a cop. So she's like reminding herself that like I can fight as well too. They they basically just keep going back and forth. At some point, like Lex is like, This is for Kane, mm-hmm. and she starts like beating the shit out of her. And then we go back to Livia, and she they they just keep getting one up over the other person. Like they keep going back and forth, pinning each other, punching each other. I feel like this was really drawn out. Like I agree with you. I like uh, fights between girls, um, like uh, like battle scenes. But the both the motivation and the execution of both things, I feel like were like not really well done. Eventually, Lex does ask Livia, like, where Kane is. And Mm -hmm. Livia's like, how would I have that information? Like, hello. Once again, Lex is, it's her chapter. And she starts pulling, no, Livia starts pulling Lex's hair out. Yeah. And Lex is, like, indignant. And I'm like, you tried to kill her. (laughs) Like, what do you want? Like, second assassination attempt, like, in a week. (laughs) This poor girl. I think murder trumps getting your extensions pulled out. I'm, I don't know. That she maybe does that's literally just me. Get her, yeah, her extensions get pulled out of her head. I, this is also confusing though because like they're going back and forth, and in both situations, like because it's written in first person, right? Like the girl, like the POV is like she comes at me quickly. She this, she that, uh, and you, it's kind of easy to forget like whose point of view you're reading from because again, like the voices are now getting a little bit distinct, but like. So henceforth have like or like you know they weren't prior to this but yeah. i will say what i one thing i appreciated reading this is that like each girl in her fighting is sort of pulling upon her specific background so like for instance one of lex's hits lands because she she's fighting dirty and she's like i bet the you know the girl like the archive like she you know this girl has trained herself in the archives she probably isn't being like you know pushed yeah. in a life or death match and so she doesn't know how to like fight dirty but then meanwhile like Livia's recourse is that actually um, she's got like her manicure intact and she's able to use her long nails to like scratch uh, Lex and she's like oh it's a good thing that I got these nails done for like my ball like they really do like give one a, self- a sense of like accomplishment which is a line that governess or somebody said to her too <laughs> so it's like richness versus like you know street rat fighting style so i was like that was kind of fun to see to see how they differed and how they would those different backgrounds came in handy in a fight fight yeah that that was good i guess um (laughs) i'm I'm so sorry i mean it's just it's just so drawn out it's very frustrating because like this chapter is like a never-ending like kind of loop of 
I got you now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now I got her. Now I have her, like, right where I want her. Like, sort of, like, over and over again from each of them. Um, yeah. So it's very repetitive. And yeah. I just feel like I, we could have done without so much. Yeah. And I keep on having to adjust for this new reality that we're in where Lex has huge tits. Like, I'm watching this in my head and I'm like, oh, pause, wait. And then I have to, like, edit absolute yeah. huge boobs onto well, her because now, I'm, that, now that we know this. <laughs> yeah, like, a very important detail that was left out. Um, yeah. <laughs> all, of a, all of a sudden, there are decoys. Like, I'm pretty sure we've never heard of decoys before. This but, was so crazy. But, yes. like, Lex all of a sudden can, like project herself like over and over again so Livia is like fighting all of these like holographic decoys of Lex since when could she do this is she never I I swear to god I have never heard of this I I, I forgot to look it up but yes I am almost positive because there are other things that I looked up and I was correct and we'll talk about that a little bit later okay um but yeah so she's fighting the decoys and like all of them turn out to be fake and like um Lex is like <laughs> there's one line that really made me laugh damn she got the singing sword back I got tricks too air girl <laughs> I'm like okay why are you talking like that all of a sudden I also love like, this is so funny so at one point like Lex disarms Livia and gets the singing sword out of her hand and mind you they're on an island they're at the very edge of an island we'll like they're at that like tree that has been mentioned a few times at the very edge of the island but like very edges we'll learn in a second she goes to take the sword to like disarm her opponent and to throw it she's like i throw it as hard as i can and you'd think that like oh you want to get this weapon away from your opponent you think you just throw it into the vast expanse of blue around you she throws it and it hits the tree <laughs> Like, it's the only thing next to you. You could have, like, aimed a little bit better, but no, she, like, hits this, like, one small branch. Which then means, of course, like, we're like, oh, she's going to be able to get that. That yeah. sword's going to be recovered sooner rather than later. But, yeah, they're, like, they're going at it. The decoys really fuck up Livia, which is so funny because we haven't heard about these decoys yet. And then, um, and then because of this, Livia is open to a roundhouse kick which sends her careening off the island. She is kicked off the island Super Smash Brothers style. That's what always happens to me, so I can't even judge her. <laughs> yes. But it's like a it's like an insta kill hit and so she she rockets into the space beyond the the ledge. But of course then she catches herself. She has the sword in one hand. She's got the island in the other and the the tree roots have burrowed through the island. Into so she can see the roots coming out of the bottom of the island, I guess, a little bit, which I can like kind of imagine. How thin but, is it? I don't know. I think like I see the island as like it's probably thinner at like the edges, but like it's truly like a floaty little island. Um, which also this doesn't make sense because like there's a lot of talk of like fistful of dirt and like grass, and I'm like, if this is all synthetic, like is the dirt synthetic too? Is the dirt real? Is the island like an why are there roots? Room? Why are there? Yeah, because the trees aren't real, but I don't know. I mean, like, it's real enough now that she's able to kind of, like, heave herself back up. And notably, she has to let go of her sword in order to, like, save herself. She has to, like, crawl hands, one hand over the other, up the roots to get back onto the island. I found it really interesting that, like, Lex at one point says, good thing she's alive to still question. And I'm like, you immediately tried to kill her like <laughs> why are you now just being like well good thing she's not dead i'm like 
You kicked her off the island. Yeah, you've been trying to kill her since you got here. Like that like <laughs> since you got here. You've had no other priorities in this past scene other than like like kill her as quickly as possible. Like what, what, what it reminds me of that sound like what happened to hello? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> like where like where <laughs> She does need to go to etiquette class because I think she just started with like a, hey, yeah. have you seen Kane? Like this would have gone very differently. But yeah, like Lex is confused right now because she wants information out of this girl, but she's both like choking her. At, if she's not choking her, she's like kicking her off the island and making her fight for her life. Um, but it does seem, I have a question for you. I think the point of this is to show that they're kind of evenly matched Match, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're they're pretty good at fighting one another, um, even though they have different, like, fighting techniques. But eventually, it kind of goes into a deadlock. So, like, Livia, she scampers. She scampers back up onto the island. And then they, like, start, like, judo fighting. Like, no weapons, just, like, fisticuffs. Here we go. And then they get into, like, a dual lock where, like, one person's being choked. The other person is, like, a pressure point is being pressed on their neck that's going to, like, incapacitate them. But then, what happens? Oh my god! Fucking so- Lex sees. Here we go. Yeah. The symbol. Tiny as hers, in the same spot on her iris. We have the same marking. It says her eyes are different, just like mine. What, what symbol? symbol? What symbol? I. What symbol? Where? I looked it up. Okay. As I do. Yes. The symbol is not mentioned anywhere before this chapter. Stop. No. Are you kidding me? There's no symbol. The word symbol is not in the book at all before this chapter. You have got to be kidding me. Wait, th- this detail. Okay. I thought I was going crazy because it's mentioned as if we've heard of this before. Yeah. And my note was going to be like, well, I'm really, I'm ready to believe that it was mentioned because there's a lot of things that I'm not remembering because we're reading this so slow. But like. Okay, that makes me feel better. I feel like this book gaslit me into thinking that this has been mentioned, but it, yeah, has, it no. hasn't been in it. I Okay, I, I searched symbol. I just searched neon, which is the other way that it was described, and I searched shape, but the only time it, those words are used in relation to the symbol in the eye are in this chapter. So, okay, so all along, both girls have been withholding the fact that there is a, like, insignia in their eye. Which is, it was crazy enough when we learned that they had heterochromia, right? Because that was also withheld until finally, like, one of them admitted it. Like, and then they both were talking about their different colored eyes. But it's deeper than that. There's, like, literally, like, there's, like, a signature. There's some sort of symbol in their eye. Wait, hold on. Let's go to the front of the book. Is there a symbol in the eye on the front of the book? Well, there's a girl flying through space in the eye. But I think that's just something else. I don't see any other symbol, though. Yeah, this very much seems like something they made up on the spot and then forgot to, like, seed in through the beginning of the book, which that happens sometimes. Like, sometimes you think of something as you're writing, but then it's your responsibility to go back and make sure that there's mention of it before because this is obviously very important. Wait, Um, what what about, like, the next thing? So, like... This okay, also, so this also, nowhere in the book before. Nowhere in the book? Oh, no. my God. This is, this is driving me crazy. So they see the symbol in each other's eyes, a symbol that has been there for a really long time that they think is a genetic flaw because Lex was worried about it causing her to be, like, bottomed out of the orphanage, but no one ever saw it because it's so tiny, and you would never even see it even if you were looking for it. That's what she says. But somehow she sees it in the heat of the moment in Livia's eyes, and then... 
From the darkest part of her brain, she says, a voice explodes from a memory I've never had. Which I don't know if that means that it's not her memory or if it's a memory that she didn't remember until just now. Jury's out on that. But the voice says, when you find her, you will know who she is uh, simply by looking in her (laughs) eyes. Which... Like, which Livia says that last, stop laughing. Livia says that last part out loud, like, like reading her mind or potentially having like the same memory exploding from the darkness of her brain or something. But I want to get to that in a second. But my question to you is that that really was never in the book prior to this. No, I, I search all matter of things. And the exact quote, especially because yeah. it seemed like this was a thing that was said before. A refrain of some sort. This is the first time that it's mentioned. And as far as I can remember or have searched for, there has been no mention of a man's voice sort of infiltrating their thoughts before either right. of them. But they are both saying that like, oh, I have this problem sometimes. Uh, the words weren't mine it was some other voice a man's voice she nods so it's almost like we're meant to discover this like amazing mystery mysterious connection between them at the same time to make it like shocking except it's not shocking because we didn't know this was happening so it just feels like a heavy-handed like convenient mechanism that they just dropped onto us and it's not it doesn't feel effective at all this is several many confirmations in a row that are not previously discussed or mentioned individually so the fact that they're coming up now as something that they both have feels so zany and also like improvised yeah it's a mess they have a a man's voice (laughs) is speaking in their heads and through them and i'm like ain't that the way i mean really can't these girls live let a man trying to control their bodies but (laughs) too late he's in there and my theory is that this is going to be their father yep that's exactly who it is the famous geneticist in that this is going to be some sort of like locked away memory or something that like they both have as like babies I guess that's what we're I think that's what we're hearing. But he has he has given them this memory in the precise moment that they need it. And Lex is like, have you always had that in your eye? Yes, she says, nodding, looking frightened. And then they both sort of feel frightened. And then this sort of like pauses the fight because they're both so shocked by what's been discovered. And in that pause, suddenly out of the sky drop a bunch of PCF patrollers from overhead surrounding them being like hands up yes and then lex is like oh casina i am truly going to kill you bitch <laughs> what the fuck at this point leave casina the fuck alone leave, leave, yeah you always have time for casina to uh, blame little miss casina and that is that is a little like you know we gotta in, we have to investigate what what control casina has over you here because she's nowhere to be seen she's not even here no and she didn't tell you to come here either that was your own stupid choice i would even argue she told you to go somewhere else (laughs) yes (laughs) very true do you think wait question huge question but by the way that's the end of the chapter everyone but a question before we get to our rose and thorn is lex wearing casina's thumb this entire time a hundred percent ew Let's start with thorns then. Do you have a thorn for this chapter? My thorn is both the neon eye 
symbol mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the man's voice that were like inexplicably like dropped on us out of nowhere uh frustrating to say the least like been looking for sort of like uh a thread to hold the plot together some sort of bare minimum something to like make us be working towards something and i feel like we had two things very conveniently could have given each character one of those things to focus on like mm -hmm. if they both heard the voice saying you'll know when you find her and then one of them could tell by the symbol in the eye and the other one because the other one finished their sentence and like that was the moment they realized like the prophecy came to be in their mind right. but instead we're told about this like really important thing as mm. it's happening yeah. and it's just so truly frustrating because like it, it frustrates me more when there is a vehicle to make the book work and you have it in there and you don't utilize it you utilize yeah, but, it incorrectly the prophecy can't be coming true as we learn about it yeah like we needed to know the prophecy ahead of time to create some sort of dramatic like tension to this Absolutely. but we're learning about it as it's happening so it's sort of just like well that's that's a that's actually just a thought yeah that's like that having, having the whole lord of the rings books happen and like we don't find out what the ring is until like book three or something like we need to know that what the ring is about. It's from the very, very beginning. And Lord knows we spent enough time with these bitches, like, going through their whole ass childhoods, like, for seemingly nothing, right? Like, that's where you sort of layer in and embed these moments of people saying something pretentious, like, like, sorry, portentous, not pretentious, mm -hmm. portentous, right? Like, people, like, there, you know, some man being like, you will know her when you see her, and, like, you mm. echo that through, like, a few different things, yada, yada, yada. You don't just bring it up here, especially when the audience has been fucking dragged along every year in countdown leading up to this moment i'm like what was that for if not for this um okay so i did think of a rose i I, I do like the fact that this chapter goes back and forth between their povs i mm -hmm. think that's really fun i like how it sometimes ends on one of their thoughts and gets interrupted by the others like picks up um right where the others sort of leaves off i thought that was like a fun way to make the chapter where they meet each other stand out. However, mm. I'm very afraid that they're going to continue to do this throughout the book, which is going to be yes. really make it even more choppy and like disjointed. <sighs> and I'm scared, but we're like halfway through the book at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're just now meeting, which I think it took a little too long if you're asking me, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm glad that we're finally there. It feels like when we got to model land, Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's a good segue, because I was going to say my rose is that, like, the girls are together, and we kind of get to see the clash of their different upbringings and how it affects the way that they interact, right? So I really like that, for instance, even their fighting styles are sort of informed by the types of training that they have, and that, like, Lex, you know, she, like, plays dirty because she's gotten into real fights all of her life versus, like, Livia, who's, like, more strategic and more, like, calm because she's had, like way more i don't even know manicures <laughs> and so you know and as someone who just got their toes done i feel like i too time to kick probably, a bitch time to kick time, time to go kickboxing but i do i mean yeah this can't continue because this was so i felt scrambled by this like the toggling like mid action sequence like that was a little bit fun but not distinct enough to really be effective but yeah i'm gonna say that my my thorn is that this ended with, like, 
all of these like weird, you know, things being uncovered in the nick of time and being introduced at the exact same time too. And it wasn't a really strong chapter to begin with, but it was exciting. It was fun. And I felt there there was, I was gratified as a reader to see the two girls interacting, but it felt a little bit like cheapened by the fact that like, instead of having some sort of conversation, right? Like instead of seeing that, like they have something in common and then talking about it, it was like, Oh, we see that we have something in common. And instead of like debriefing it in the moment or pausing to say like, maybe this is worth investigating. Some man speaks into our heads and through us confirming it, which completely takes the, the impact and the power of that realization away from the the two characters. And the fact that they're girls makes it a little bit worse, but it would be bad no matter like what sex or gender the characters were, because it's, it's, um, it makes it less powerful because they're not actually doing the work of having this realization. They're sort of being told this. And then immediately the chapter ends with like, you know, the, the PCF fighters coming in too. So it feels like, like we had a moment to kind of have this and it got taken away, which sucks. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. It's also frustrating to see that Lex continues to only have one speed and it's fight like her. Yeah. Her reaction and her sort of like solution to everything is to like go in guns blazing and think about mm-hmm. it later. And mm-hmm. it's just been so ineffective for her. And it makes her character so deeply annoying because yeah. there are different ways to fight that don't like require fists. And the fact that she doesn't know that as someone who supposedly had to survive this like rough and tumble childhood doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. She would have oh had to God, psychologically yeah. fight her way through to get to where she was. And she should be a little bit better at like slick talking and like reading a situation if she's like the street smart one. Right. Um, yeah. That like goes to show what their perception of sort of like a poor person is i was about to say this yes like what it takes to be a poor child in their head is just like tough there's violence everywhere and you gotta fight your way through it when in the reality is that there's way more to navigating that yeah a hundred percent and i when i moved from the bronx to westchester people were literally afraid of me and i was like i was a straight a student theater kid who went to a preparatory (laughs) school in the bronx like Terrifying. You just have this perception of me because of where I'm from and because of my right. accent, maybe because I mm-hmm. used to sound like Cardi B when I was 12. But <laughs> now seeing this is like, of course, that's how Lex is portrayed as someone who mm-hmm. can only communicate through violence. And it's just so deeply problematic. Yeah. And you're right that it's not once ever worked for her. So like if you're at least, if you're going to give a character this like this flaw, right, like. You, there, there has to be like punishment on the page about it and there are people that have told her like you really always punch first ask questions later but the plot continues to reward. like it's never cost her anything plot right. wise to do this it's like it's working really well actually yeah that she's just like fighting her way through this too and it's this complete misunderstanding of like how this character i think should have been approached but you're you're right it's also very offensive and i think that it, there's something to be said for this being part of her character arc. And I think mm. that's one of the ways that the book is suffering in terms of the length and how long it took us to get to this point. Because mm-hmm. we could have shown her growing and learning that like there are more ways to solve problems. But we are so far into the book that it's like too late to do that now. Like it's almost like if we do that by the end of it, it's like I don't actually care that she changed because she's been doing this for like 110 pages at this point if Mm -hmm. this encounter had happened like a lot sooner in the book it could have worked but it didn't because they're stupid and so now we're left with this 
we could just take that soundbite and apply it to a few things in this chapter, right? Like the language, the like hoity-toity language, the weird prophecies. Had they been done earlier and a little bit better, this would have landed, I think, with a, a better, a better blow. But alas, alas, no, <laughs> that would be asking for too much. So we have reached the end of our chapter, uh, Hot Queens. We so enjoy talking about this book. So if you are enjoying listening. Please find us wherever you listen to podcasts, rate the podcast, share it, bring more people into the fold of the Bad Author Book Club, and also let them know that Discord is open and ready to accept them. It's been such a joy seeing people's thoughts. Let us know what you think about this particular episode. Uh, You can find links to all of our socials in the show notes, and if you'd like to follow me, co-host Ryan, I am on uh, most often uh, TikTok and Instagram um, and occasionally Twitter at the Ryan LaSala. And if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega pretty much everywhere online. I'm not really active on Twitter, but I'm on Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, and TikTok. All of the above. Yes. And go buy our books. Oh my God. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Go buy our books because, you know, I'm flying all the way to Ohio to sell books. That's what this has pushed me to. Yeah. Flying to Ohio. And I'm furnishing a whole house, so I need money. Yeah. So, so take that to the bank, preferably our bank. The bank of hot queens with big old boobies. And a big, a big statue of Doily Parton. (laughs) (laughs) I love Doily Parton so much. Me too. (laughs) All right. See you next week, hot queens. Bye, angels. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.